Hey, yo, internets, you are listening to the Combat Jack Show podcast, one of the longest-running hip-hop, culture, entertainment, and the shits and giggles podcast out here on the podcast sphere, out here. It's one of the longest-running shows. It's our seventh year, and I want to thank each and every one of y'all that's been supporting us, old and new, even the ones that came, the ones that left, you know, each and every inch, and I owe of, of support that y'all have given us. I appreciate us. I appreciate that you've allowed us to do what I love to do so dearly. Thank each and every one of y'all. This episode is dedicated um, to the amazing uh, Joyce Wright, a.k.a. Devil in the Blue, who's been one of our longest supporters. Um, She was 72 when she passed away, um, and she was always like, you know, the conscience of the show. I never want to forget her, and I never want you guys to forget her contributions to this Combat Jack Show movement, to the loudspeakers movement. Um, you know, a lot's been going on. Y'all like the work that we've been putting out lately. Um, some of y'all have been like, yo, where's the, you know, pioneer MCs? And you know, that's what we do, but don't, I don't ever want y'all to think that, that, that this show, when I started this show was never to just be locked in to a certain type of genre, a certain type of entertainment, a certain type of anything. Like I, I talk about anything, each and everything and anything that I have a passion for. And right now, um, it's undeniable that the passion that I have is that we all come come out of this fuckery all right and on top. You know, we see what's going on, and it could be a little maddening, and sometimes it's very important to unplug, man, because that shit will make you crazy. And, um, you know, y- y'all know people that um, they just, they, they call them crazy makers. <laughs> and they're the type of people that, you know, you could have, real intelligent discourse with them. You could really be like on some, these are the facts. And no matter what you do to explain to them the facts, they'll throw some shit out there. Like, yeah, this is blue, but last week you said it was red. Now that's not what I'm talking about. This is blue. And it just doesn't go anywhere. Um, Avoid those people. I don't care Hmm. if those people work with you. I don't, I don't care if you're in a relationship with these people. Um, I don't care if they're your family. These people are crazy. They're crazy makers, which is worse. And they're not good for your spiritual and your mental well-being. I think that this president right now, President Pmert, is definitely a crazy maker. His administration is a crazy make is crazy making. You know what I'm saying? Like even I've been seeing myself driven a little bit crazy, just following up on the relentless updates of what they're doing to destroy, you know, further destroy the fabric of this nation. So, you know, I say as much as we gotta put pressure on them. You know, sometimes just do fuck shit too, man. Like, you know, smoke some trees with with, with Bay. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Go see some movies. You know, Netflix and chill. It's still cuffing season, right? Like, we, like, actually, this is cuffing season championship season, right? It's like, as the playoffs is like, if you didn't, like, right now, everybody's cuffed, right, King? Is think, it, is, yeah, just about. The yeah. latch is still on. It's six more weeks to, to, to the new season. Six more weeks. Okay. So, you know, that the, those of us out there that's been playing superb, a superb game of cuffing. This is it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 stay with your loved ones, man. Eat food. It's the winter season. You know, everybody's in the gym, but you know, y'all could afford to, you know, eat fuck shit and and, and gain some weight, man. You know what I'm saying? Smoke that good weed, man. Y'all got to take care of your chakras and your mental health, man. Laugh That's again, a fact, man. Y'all got to laugh, man. Well, you know, it's some great music out there. Yep. You know, some of you, you know, you 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 rap conservatives. Y'all could stay complaining about how we don't have no good rap anymore. But for the rest of us, man, let's enjoy all this good music, man. You know. Got some good movies out too, man. Y'all got to see. I went to see the screening of this movie, Get Out, by Jordan Peele, his directorial debut. Yes. 
um, horror flick. Y'all got to see that, man. Y'all got to support uh, Black Film, man. Um, last week's uh, guest on the combat, Jack Sharaul Peck, you know, director of the amazing documentary I Am Not Your Negro based on James Baldwin. Y'all got to see that, man. Y'all got to see that. And, yeah, that definitely pulls you into where we are right now. But there's a lot of great art, man. Just treat yourselves right because this administration right here is not trying to treat us right. Eat fuck shit and eat healthy, too. Um, free Tax Stone, you know, um, had the opportunity to speak to Tax Stone. He loves all the support that y'all have given him. Um, his spirits are great. You know, we're in this fight with him. And, you know, thank you for the continued support. You know, he sees everything, so continue to support that, brother. Um, and I don't really appreciate some of y'all that I'd be, like, free, you know, free to stone. Like, no, keep him in there. Y'all y'all wasn't saying that. Facts. When he was out here. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to ruffle anything, but, like, you know, don't don't be cowards, y'all. You know what I'm saying? When he was running these podcast streets and the tweets, y'all, y'all niggas wasn't saying nothing. So do me a favor. Like, I don't like that negative shit. I'm sensitive. When y'all come at my people, I take that shit personal. Keep that shit to yourself, man. Go beat your wife or something. Um, King, what's up, man? <laughs> Yo, what's good, man? Oh, hold on, hold up. I really got a shout out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I know we got the ads in the whole nine, yeah. but I really got a shout out. Road mics. Yes. They sent us these amazing mics. These mics look great. You know, we have an expert in the building on DJing right now, and he's talking about how these like are one of the best mics ever. These are superb quality mics. It's almost got me a little mad because this these mics pick up everything. Everything. I'm saying, but once again, man, y'all didn't have to do this. Want to shout out Nick Cannon and Incredible for sending out these amazing headphones. Yeah, internet's we're glowing up with all this free swag right now. It's not just t-shirts anymore. I'm saying we're glowing up. So, so Nick Cannon, man, thank you for being a friend of the show and whole not. King, let's jump into this, man. What's good, man? How you how you been though? I've been good, man. You know what I'm saying? I've been laying low. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like life. You know what I'm saying? There's highs and lows. You know, for every for every moment that I'm truly happy, there's always some moments where I'm like, fuck, I got to deal with some shit. But, you know, that's life, man. And and what I cherish is the moments of happiness and the people that come into my life that make me happy. I cherish those moments because, you know, shit, shit can be rough, man. There's people that don't have no mm. access to happiness or feel that they have no access to happiness. There's people, and, 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 as, and as I guess, will, 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 you know, shed light on today, man, no matter what obstacles you face, it's still a choice, man. Yep. You know, between, you know, depression and, and being in this dark place and, and, and really just grasping and fighting for your life to be happy. Like, you know, being happy is life or death, situ- life or death situation. So I'm going through some shit, but at the same time, this is one of the happiest moments of my life, man. So I can't complain. You. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm in a good space. You know what I mean? You know, I'm in, I'm in like with somebody. A word? Yeah. A word? You shoot your shot? You shot your shot? Eh, it's kind of sort of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You use you a know, shotgun or not? Feel, you use cool. a shotgun or a, dra- a Draco? Shotgun. You use a shotgun? I ain't use a Draco yet. You ain't use a Draco yet? <laughs> Yo, you know, it's funny. When you start uh, kicking it with somebody, that's yeah. when, you know, all these other opportunities arise. Mm-hmm. Like that was always there, but mm-hmm. they just random. Like, hey, what's man, up? Man, what, isn't that how the law of averages work, man? You be out here, you know, building a team of randoms. Yeah. Right? And then you fall in like with somebody, and then the randoms feel that shit, and they get become more aggressive. And then you got to start letting the randoms down or ignoring their calls. That's or the just hard part. Letting their tweets, their, <laughs> their little DMs and texts just wither away with no love. Listen, randoms, for all you guys and girls <laughs> out there that feel that y'all on a random team, that's all right, too. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I was at an SOB. Ra- randoms, all, all, all random lives matter, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Random lives matter. Random loves matter, man. Find love out there, man. You know what I'm saying? You were saying, King. Yeah, I was at SOBs, and uh, I was walking out, and, and a young brother from Mass Appeal 
he was like, yo, man, don't forget to shoot your shot. Mm-hmm. Referring to the, to the episode. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, what up, man? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I shot my shot. You shot right. your shot. I like that, man. <laughs> Listen, Internet's applaud King, man, for finding like in his uh, life, man. Wish you, wish you success with that, man. Listen, maybe a failure. It's all good. Listen, let's talk about this, man. This, yeah. this man right here, today's guest, is a living example mm. of um, always staying positive of success and what the concept of success is and just the will to win, the will to live, man. Um, I met this brother seven, I want to say eight years ago when we started at PNC Radio, yeah. and he gave me so much yeah. love, man, you know, coming into this game, being a novice, not knowing what this thing was going to be, knowing that, you know, I wasn't shit on the microphone, but 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 the love and the welcome that this brother gave me, I'll never forget because he had years. He had years in the game of points on the board. Listen, Internet, let's welcome to the Combat Jackson. This is no bullshit. I mean, it's mad. There's amazing hosts out here in New York City, nightlife. There's, you know, what up, low-key? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, 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 you know what I'm saying? What's up, Taki? There's, there's mad hosts out here that's doing their thing. Right. But I don't think any hosts out here with regard to New York nightlife can claim they're the hottest mm. hosts of New York City. Let's welcome to the Combat Jack Show, Mr. Pretty Lou. What's up, sir? What's going on? How you feeling, man? I'm great, man. Listen, let me tell you something. I've just been quiet just watching y'all, and I'm just honored to sit on this couch. <laughs> just an honor. I'm real honored to sit on this couch right now. Yeah. Combat, what's up, man? What's going man, on? Man, you see me come in this game. Yo, let me tell you something. I, 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 you guys are interviewers, not me now. I'm trying to, you know, get myself on the other side of the microphone. But um, be- You know what? I mean, let me interrupt you, man. As an interviewer, right. the best side is your side because you don't have to prepare. Right. You yeah. don't have to write these questions down. Right. You don't have to worry about dumb, air, you know, quiet moments or stupid moments. You're right. Relax, man. No, no, no. I'm relaxed. Yeah. It's just sometimes, you know, like... I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. You know me. I'm a little controversial. Sometimes when pe- when when people think they know how to do radio, like you know, and they try to interview a radio person, sometimes that radio mode gets it clicks real quick. Yeah, yeah. So instead of me being the interviewer, I'll become the interview for their show. You know? <laughs> yeah, you take over. You take over. You want to you want to save the sinking ship. Right, right. So it's like it's like now it's like okay, I'm somewhere real professional, so I can chill, relax, and <laughs> and this is an honor to be on the other side now, finally, you know, Thanks. and all that stuff. No, but I I, I want to con- first of all, I want to congratulate you out of all the years that that we known each other, especially the years that I know a King and. And you coming up in this game, man, you came in this game like a straight bullet. Mm. Like it was just, there was no pause with, 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 your, with your path. It was just straight, you know? And, and, and the best part about it, it was straight earned. Mm. Not straight, you know, gived. You earned it and everything from the, from the first time I met you to now. And I tell all my people, I tell everybody who, who works with me and... And who runs with me and, and, and even 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 um people who just sometimes say, Yo, um, I listen to the Combat Jack and I'd be like, Listen, that man right there is about to become a legend. Like, that man has been nonstop, straight bullet, no walls, not even a bulletproof vest <laughs> could hold that bullet down. Nah, thank you, Lou. I, I appreciate you know? that, man. And 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 it's an honor for me to just tell you, like, keep 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 it going like it's so like now now I could sit here and say 
I listen to you for pointers. Mm. Like I listen to your podcasts and your shows and I'm just like, okay, all right. That, oh, okay. So that's how we, okay. You know, and I take notes sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm just like, yo, listen, man, it's, it's just great to know this man right here and he's doing a fan. Fantastic job. I appreciate that. Now, with all that that you just said, man, <laughs> I feel bad about asking you the next question. Oh, no, Yo, Where did you get the name Pretty Lou? Because you, you're not I, necessarily I, the prettiest I, nigga. I, I'm not. <laughs> I, I keep it real. I'm not. I'm not. I'm being straight. I'm not the prettiest man. All right. Um, I'm a quick story. I mean, make it from a long story to a, to a short story. Pretty Lou came from... um. Back in the day, well, I used to before before all this started DJing and before hosting the DJing, and hosting, radio, and before getting into the music industry in general, I used to box. Mm. Um, Where did you I, used to train? I used to train of a lot of places. Um, I first started training. In, 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 well, I'm from Brooklyn, Park know, Slope, so, from Park Slope, Brooklyn, and um, my my dad and my mom's to get me out to get me and my brothers out of the street. They put us into a boxing gym, so we started in Williamsburg first. In this old, this Dominican little small, I think it's the size of this room, gym that we just started there. We started with a trainer, man. He rest in peace. Um, he actually passed away like two years ago. And um, he, we used to go in his minivan all the way to Williamsburg to train. And then after that, we would follow him. He left there, and then we went to Red Hook. There used to be a recreation center, which is still there, but they don't do the boxing anymore. We used to go to Red Hook and train there. And then I went to Gleason's. Mm. Then we went to Gle- to the world-famous Gleason's and everything. So I used to box there. So um, moral story is, you know, coming up in the amateurs and everything. Um, when I was growing up, especially like in going getting into high school, I you know, back in the days, me personally, I love to dress. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. I don't leave my house. Without looking myself in the mirror and saying, "Yo, I can box." I see them things on your feet right there, man. I'm just, you see, them, them shoes is pretty right there, B. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? I pretty had to, Lou. I had to wear them for the show, <laughs> but you know, I had to make sure that I'm I'm good enough. So every time I used to go to school, you know, I used to be the pretty boy, right? So they always used to call me the pretty boy because I used to always have like back in then it was the like the Tommy Hills, mm. the Nordicas, the Polos. And that was me. your bow jeans, yeah. You know all that. Like I was the pretty boy. Right. So when I used to go to the gym right after school, because that was the thing, we used to go straight to the gym after school, and um, we went to the gym, and that pretty boy name just kept just stuck with me. All oh, there goes pretty boy Lou, pretty boy Lou. I used to take off the polos and all the guys to go in the ring, and then I used to start fucking niggas up. You know what I'm saying? It's a be a different thing. Were you, the, were you were you ranked? No, I actually I was I was ranked. Oh no, amateurs I was ranked. Right. I, I was ranked like number. I think I was like number twenty three in New York State. That's crazy. Um, I won some PALs. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was at the I was in the Golden Gloves okay. twice. Okay. And everything. How'd else. you do in the Golden Gloves? Pretty good. I, yeah. went, I ended up going to the semifinals. That's I right. ended up losing a, a controversial fight. It was actually in the Daily News a couple. Uh, I don't know what year it was. Um, the guy that I fought, he fought. He was from the Bronx. He was on steroids, mm. and he beat me. He beat me with a with a with a uh, with a stoppage, mm. but something was wrong with that fight because I just felt like wow, this guy was just too goddamn strong. The punches, the punches hurt. It, yeah, it was just like like they were just killing me. Right, and uh, we ended up finding out two three weeks later that it was he was on steroids. Yeah. So you still nice with your hands, man? 
I haven't tried it in a long time. But it's, it's reflexes, right? It's reflexes. So if somebody was step to you right now, oh, no, you, no, you know exactly yeah. what to do. I right? know exactly what to do. Lefty, righty? I'm a righty. Yeah. But the southpaw, I could switch up. The southpaw? You know why? Because that southpaw, fucking you know, nigga, you know what? I, I, I got to give it to my dad, um, my real dad. Um, he he, We're from Ecuadorian country. You know, we're from Ecuador. And, you know, Ecuadorians, Mexicans, then, you know, they're boxers. And um, he always taught me that I should never be just one-sided right. Right, right. So he taught me how to fight as a southpaw as well. So that's, it was always like a Hispanic thing. Like, don't just learn one side. You need to know both because you need to know how to switch up at the same time and all that stuff. So how'd you make the switch from boxing to DJing? So, so... I'm a t- so oh wait with the pretty boy name pretty boy Lou real quick um make a long yeah. story short I interrupt you sorry. um um I remember coming up in the amateurs um Floyd Mayweather before he was money weight Mayweather he was pretty boy May- mm-hmm. Floyd pretty boy Floyd and it was just like oh gosh you know this there can't be no two pretty boys so my my little brother my little brother out of left field one day was like. Psh, you ain't gonna be a boy no more anyway, man. You just call yourself Pretty Lou. And I was like, that sounds so gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not calling myself Pretty Lou. And he just kept saying it. He kept saying it, and then everybody else was just going with it. And Pretty Lou just got stuck. Mm. It just got stuck from the whole time. Now, transitioning from from boxing to where I'm at now. I was always a hip hop head, always growing up back in the days. Um, I was always into music. Music, I love music so much. Like I could sit here and tell you that I used to be the boy that used to wake up every Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings and watch my mother dance in the kitchen to her Spanish radio stations. You know what I'm saying? And listen to the culture of music. I used to study it. So when hip hop came along, um, like the Africa Bambadas mm. and, you know, the beginning of hip-hop. And I was just probably maybe seven, eight, nine years old, and I used to listen to it, and I used to be like, wow, I like this. Like I used to, And I used to study the words, and, 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 and I used to watch how my cousins used to, used to beatbox or they used to break dance. And I remember, you know, going, going to the park, to Prospect Park sometimes, and, and watch them throw the cardboards and they'll break dance. I was always in the middle of the mix. I was young, but I was always in the middle. So I fell in love with hip-hop growing up. So I remember, you know, the boxing was forced. I'm going to be honest. The yeah. boxing was forced from my family. I ended up enjoying it. But hip-hop grew into me while I was into all that stuff. Right. So I remember, go- I remember at the age of 15, 16, um... I used to love, first of all, I used to love Karis One. I used to love all, you know, like every, from, from, from Black Moon. Like Black Moon was my, 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 my group. Like they were from Brooklyn and, and everything else. And I used to just like the BDPs, the, the public enemies. And I used to, I was so in tune with it. I was, I was listening to um, Stretching Bobito every time. Mm. I never missed the Stretching Bobito Stretch show. Stretching Bobito show. You know, I never missed the show. I was always into Kiss FM. When Kiss had the hip hop, mm-hmm. um, and um, I used to travel on my own, 
I used to like not tell my moms. I used to be like, Ma, I'm going to re- to the recreation center. Or, Ma, I'm going to my cousin's house. And in reality, I used to jump on the train. I I used to jump on the train, no lie, right? I used to jump on the train and I used to go to the Bronx because I always heard that hip hop was born in the Bronx. Yeah. I used to go to the Bronx just because I wanted to get that feel or words. So hip hop is from the Bronx, not from Brooklyn. Let me go to the Bronx and check it out. And I used to go and I used to explore. So I remember back then there used to be a club um, that was open up over there on East Tremont. And um, what was the name of the club? Sh- oh my God, I can't believe it. it was just in my head. And I'll get it to you. Yeah. I'll get it to you. So it was a club in there. And I remember the bit, one of the promoters and who used to own it was Sal Abatello. Oh, so you're talking about Disco Fever? Fever, Fever Disco about Fever. This, this, this Fever. Yes, so you go to the Fever? Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you how my hosting started. Okay. So I used to go up to the Fever. Sal, Sal we got to get Sal on the show. Sal, I, 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 I got to get you. Sal on the show. So I, um, I met Sal Abatello when I was real, real, real young. He used to never pay me no mind. He's, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And the only reason why I wanted to meet him because he was in, he was in the movie um, Crush Groove. Crush Groove. Yes. And I was like, yo, this guy from Crush Groove. You know what I'm saying? So um, I remember they had a show in the fever with BDP, mm-hmm. Boogie Down Production, and Broadway. Remember the rapper Broadway? Yeah. So I was like, yo. What I, record did Broadway have? I'm trying to remember what record he had. Remember Broadway. And um, I needed to be in this show. Mm-hmm. I needed to be in this show. Right. And I would go up to them and be like, yo, what's up, man? What oh, are you, crazy? You can't come in here. You got to be 18. You're not even 18 yet. And I used to be like, yo, please, like, sneak me in. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll give flyers out for free. Give me flyers, and I'll give it out for free. So on some else, you know, they gave me the flyers. I went out. I even I started noticing. I started noticing New York City on my own. Mm. So I started going to like uptown, and I would go to Brooklyn, give out the flyers. So my reward for that was a lot of Brooklyn cats didn't go to the Fever though. Nah, yeah. But I knew about it right, because, right, I, right. because I always want because my thing was, yo. They always said hip hop was from the Bronx. Hip hop started out in the Bronx, right? And I was like, I want to know. Right. So I was nosy. So so now you're handing out flyers and you have access to the right. To, to, so to, now to the now so now so now they exit. I went in the fever. That was my reward. But I had a, it was on some sneak thing. They threw me backstage. I had to stay quiet in one little because you couldn't be out in the audience because you look so young. No, because then yeah, then yeah. they get shut down. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. whatever it is. So, um, and I started watching the show. But I there was a man. I can't I can't remember his name who got on the mic and was and had the crowd moving with the DJ. And all he kept saying was throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care and whatever. And then the crowd. So he was more of a hype man. He was more of a hype man. Not an MC. I got you. Right. Not an MC, not a rapper. He was a hype man. He was like the hype man with the DJ. And I was like. I didn't want to do that. You knew from that from that moment on. From that moment right. on, I was like, and that wasn't the popular thing to be back then. No, it well, wasn't to, to be a host. Right, to be a host or was, that was it was really a, it, they they still would call it like an MC. Right, right. You had the masters DJ, of ceremony, right, of course. Right, you had the MC and the DJ, the MC and the DJ. So, ever you since, don't remember who this was? 
I don't remember. It was. It so, wasn't Hollywood. It was. It was. Know, but I, it wasn't. It wasn't that generation. It, it was a later generation. It was a later generation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we, we never know. It could have been Hollywood right. or anybody. But um, I went back to Brooklyn, and I was just like, all right, this is what I want to do. So what I used to do was I used to go and study a lot of the music. I used to go. I used to, I used to run home to record video music box. Mm, of course, we all did. That. And study all the videos. Yeah. Study everything. And I wanted to know the words because I wanted to be in tune with the mic all the time. Did you so, think he was going to be an MC? I, I never thought. I, I thought it was just, you know, it would just be with me. Right. Until I got tried out one night. Okay. So back then in, in Brooklyn, in Park Slope, we used to have little parties here and there. I remember my junior high school, junior high school 51, they used to all throw little parties once a month in Park Slope. Or there's a spot called St. Rocco's. And it, which is in the middle of Sunset Park and Park Slope. They used to do a lot of once-a-month parties. And, and of course, you know, the house parties and everything. So shout-out to my shout out to a, a real good brother of mine, DJ Harry Hash. He was like the local Park Slope DJ. Now, now we're going to get into Harry later. And he was, he was, he's older than us. He's probably almost in his 50s, probably. And um, I used to go up to him and I'd be like, yo, what's up, Harry? I used to get in the clubs. And he'd be like, yo, what's up, man? Let me rock that mic. Are you crazy, little nigga? Get out of here, man. Go, go over there, man. You know, he's, they used to call my cousins, my older cousins, to get me because I used to always go up to them and be like, yo, let me grab that mic. They used to call them and like, get him out of here. Yo, get this little nigga out of right, here, right. man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get him out of here, man. Yo, bring him back to the gym. Like, he don't even belong. His mother finds out we're going to get our ass kicked. Because everybody in Park Slope, it was like a community. Everybody yeah. knew each other. It's not the Park Slope that it is today. Right. It's definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely not the box or what yeah. it is today. Until finally, make a long story short, I was at a party. It was a St. Rocco's party. I would never forget it. It was packed. Yo, what's up, man? I literally stepped to him like a man and was like, yo, let me get the mic, man, because you're being a real dick. You're being a bat. Like, I had to, like, really like get on him. So he was like, you know what, man? Here. So let me see what you do, because if you fuck up once, I'm going to fuck you up. It was done after that. I got on the mic. It was from studying all my music and everything and watching other people doing it, and it was a rap. People was it. like, who is this dude? Who? Yeah, yeah. Like, People knew who I was. Right, right. They just didn't know. They didn't I, see you in that light. Right. Right, right. You know, especially the you know like the old school people now. When I see them now, they will still remember like yo Lou. I remember when you used to rock, you used to do the same Rocco parties. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 my great friend here, Bless, was next to me, and he's also my manager and who does all my stuff. Like he's a younger cat, yeah, and he can still remember when people used to come up to me like, yo, Pretty Lou used to rock it even before we even thought about going to parties and all that stuff. And ever since then. I became the local MC. Right. For anything. That's crazy. Black parties, hooky parties, <laughs> anything bar misfits, baby showers. Crazy. That's crazy. I became the local. And guy. you fell in love with it. You was and in I love with it. And I fell in love with it. But I still didn't think it was a career. Right. I just did it for fun. I did it for fun. And then when I was growing, when I was getting older, I also did it for girls. Right. Of course. You know, I did it for girls. Of I started liking the girls and everything. And it was just like that. You know, let's, let's, let's jump into it, man. I think one of the most fascinating things about you and your story, man, is you go from being this local um, host, 
right? And right. then you and then you start doing city, you know, citywide. You you do radio. You're on radio too, right? Right. Um, you you had you had a podcast. You're online radio, the whole nine. Um, and now, um, you know, you go, you know, like like this this game is peaks and valleys. Right. Shit is happening. Then shit gets cold. Shit is happening. Shit, shit gets it, it cold. It gets, gets cold. And I remember talking to you a couple of years ago, and he's like, yo, combat, I don't know what the, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm still do this shit, but I don't know what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. And then you discover you have cancer. Right. How did you, how, what, how did you discover you had cancer, man? Okay, so now, 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 let, let's start from the beginning. Yeah. So years later... Years later, everything starts going great. I met you, and you know, I I also had the longest running online um show, um, and then I started doing also shout out to PNC, yes, shout out to PNC Radio back then. But I also worked at other other yeah, you know, stations as well. Um, also also shout out to um, you know, um, Sirius Sirius XM yes. at that time it was just Sirius. You know, I did a show there as well. I, I um, when it was just Sirius. Everything was going great, and then, you know, the transition and everything. Finally, I got hot, and everything was going great with the clubs, you know, getting bookings in the clubs. And you were one of the earliest cats to really embrace strip club culture in New York City. Yes, I was, yes, yes. Right. I actually opened the doors up in New York, even though the strip clubs were hot yeah. down south. Right. But what, I, was, what was the clubs that you opened up here, <coughs> like the New York clubs? Oh, Wow. <clears throat> Strip club wise, yeah, strip club wise. Uh, well, you could say Starlets, Starlets yeah. ja Jaguars before it was oh, Lust. I haven't heard that name in so long. Yes, I just put up a picture to uh, today uh, when it was before it was Lust and Love, whatever they call it now. Um, a lot, a lot of these strip clubs that are open right now, I actually opened the yeah. way for them. Yeah. So I was hot. Everything was going great and everything. Um. But then, um. Two years ago, two years ago, um, I started noticing that I was losing weight. Um, and you wasn't trying to. Were you trying to lose weight? No, I wasn't. I was actually trying to gain weight. Mm -hmm. I was in the gym. I was, I was, I was doing great. I was in the gym. I was going to the gym every day, and um, because actually, I, I actually gained a little bit too much, and there was like, look, you know, your appearance needs to, to look different, my brother. Like you got to lose some weight. And I got myself in the gym because I wanted to look, since my career was so hot at that moment, I also wanted to look right. the part, man. But then I started losing weight gradually, like real quick. And, um, I, you know, a lot of people was telling me, like, yo, my God, you look mad slim. Like, I'm like, man, you know, all right, cool. And then I started noticing marks in my body. Mm. Now, here's something funny because my, my, um, my 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 girl used to be like I used to walk in and I used to take my shirt off and she used to be like what the fuck is this I'm like what you have a mark on your neck why do you have this hickey on your oh. yo so put it like this it was a fight mm. every goddamn now let's, let's night. keep it real Lou let's keep it real you 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 using the sickness to cover up from hickeys, man? No. <laughs> yo, because I, I, I was just like, yo, where, where is this coming from? Right. And it was it, it was repeated, like. And it was repeated. Around like, your neck or? Around, it was around my neck and my chest. Right. 
you know, places where you would think perfect, another woman. Perfect, perfect, perfect hickey real estate. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, so we used to get into fights. We, yo, there was even a moment that I left the house right. and was like, yo, I'm going to my mom's. I said, fuck that. I'm yeah. not, you know. And then I started feeling sick. Like what? Um. First, I was feeling fatigue. I was getting tired. I didn't. I was just like I just didn't want to get out of the bed. Um, and then I started feeling like like all right, I'm catching the flu. I think I'm catching the flu, but also at the same time, I remembered that I was chewing gum, and I bit myself. I have an overbite, mm-hmm. so I bit my my inner cheek. Cool, I didn't think nothing of it. Sometimes it happens, and it cures quick. But this one got real infected. Mm. Like, it was just, like... The, it wouldn't heal. It wouldn't heal. It wasn't healing at all. So I was feeling like I had the flu. Then I had this damn cut in my Fucking mouth. abscess in your mouth. And it was just like, yo, what is going on? And you're still on the run. You're still on the run grabbing these and bags. And I'm still, doing, I'm, doing still, shows, I'm still working, doing shows. I'm still on my grind. Like, it was nonstop. Until finally, um, one night... I was in the club, and I was just, like, sweating. I had a major fever, and in the middle of the club, I was... And and, and you've had to perform before. You've had to perform sick. Sick and everything. Before, right. But this time, it was just like, okay, I can't do it anymore. So I went to the main promoter. I was like, listen, man, I'm sorry, but I got to get out of here. I left without even getting my money. I just went home. I called my moms and I was like, I'm, I'm not feeling great and everything. My mother was like, you know what? Let's just go to the doctors. I know you hate the doctors, but let's just go to the doctors. So the next day we went to the doctors. Went, I showed him the little thing in my mouth. He was like, okay, let's do a physical. We did a physical and everything else. Cool. I went home. Um, I went to bed early because I was still out of it. You know, I didn't know what was going on. The next day, I get a phone call at about 6.30 in the morning. And we're like, why why is my phone going off at 6.30 in the morning? And we picked up, and it was my doctor. How you doing? Listen, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to come to my office, like, right now. I'm like, it's 6.30 in the morning. Are you worried at this point? Huh? Are you worried at this point? I'm worried. First of all, I'm worried because it's six thirty in the yeah, morning. You, you, come to- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm just like, "What's going on? Please, I can't tell you over the phone." Fuck. I need so you thinking like AIDS? Like what you think? Wait. Now, <laughs> now let me tell you the Yo! funny part. Let me tell you the funny part. The funny part is that when I'm in the car, I'm actually in the car with my girl. Me and my girl. We didn't. No, we didn't even take my car. I just, I'm remembering that we didn't take. We. I was so messed up in my brain that we end up. We called a cab. Right. We call the cab. We're in the cab. We're in the back. And all I was thinking was, oh, my God. The monster. What the fuck did I do? Right. Oh, my God. Who was I with last? Did I fuck up somewhere? But I haven't. Did I have the condoms? Yes. Did I? I know I wear my shit. Shit. You know, because I'm a a clean. I'm going to keep it real. I'm the cleanest man ever. Ever. I see one little thing on me and I'm like, no, I'm going. No, I'm the cleanest man ever. Now we get to the doctor and I'm sweating and everything and they only call me inside. Nobody else could go inside. Fuck. Nobody. So I'm already. Fuck. So me. yes, everything is going through my mind. Everything from from the monster, everything. Well, it's really. I mean, 
young I would imagine as a young man the main thing that's going through your mind that's what's is the fucking thing. monster yeah, like I was already thinking like I'm gonna turn into a monster cause I'm gonna go kill losing weight who the hell gave me you know what I'm saying Woo-hoo. but then I did shot. you have an idea who it was no man yo listen man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who, it might, who it might could be he like uh, you, had, you had a short list like this bitch right here you know what I'm saying got, like... somebody got to die <laughs> But but at, at that moment I'm like nah because you know at the end of the day I you know I, I was with somebody yeah, yeah. I was with somebody and I wasn't joking around like right, that right. you know but still you're in the back of the mind yeah, you, you don't know, know who you was with before you, you don't know how long that shit can, right you don't can, know who you was with before that person exactly so but finally I sat down with my doctor and my doctor was like listen the reason why I called you to my office this early in the morning. Is because I got an email, I got an emergency email from your results, from your test results. Right now, your blood count is negative zero. Your um, white cells, the, the, the or everything, 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 from my white to my red. And I'm telling him, what do you mean? He was like, as of right now, I'm gonna keep it real. You are walking corpse. You are a, a zombie. As of right now, you're not supposed to be living. You could kept go on the cardiac arrest any moment. moment. Right. So you can't leave the house. You can't leave. You can't leave now. So I'm like, no, no. There was, an, I forgot to say it. When we got there, there was an ambulance already there, waiting for. Put your name on it, Pretty Lou. So ambulance of the hottest host in New York City, right, right here. So he was like, "Listen, there's an ambulance there. I already called it. They've been sitting there waiting. I need you to go in there now." And you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Though? So now I'm bugging out. Yeah, but at least thank God in my mind it wasn't a monster. <laughs> how, how did you know though? Huh? How did you know it wasn't a monster? Oh, because he said it. I, that was the first thing yeah, I yeah, said. You <laughs> said, "Is this AIDS?" <laughs> Do I, I, have, I said, do I have it? He goes, no, no, you're good on that. He yeah. Said, and I was you, like. You were relieved, actually. <laughs> so, Yo. Super relieved. So now they put me in the ambulance and I went on our way. Everything happened so quickly because once I got to the ambulance, they took me straight to ICU, which was a bug out because I'm still up. Yeah. I'm still aware of what the fuck is going on. They put me in ICU and they actually knocked me out and they put me like in an intense, where was it, an intense coma. Because they had to give me so much transfusion. I mean, so much of everything and back into my body. I was on E. I had nothing in my body. Like nothing. So they had to give you blood? Blood, platelets, um, magnesium. They had to put Plasma, all that shit. Everything. They had to put everything back into my body quickly. So now how's to, your insurance coverage at this time? None. Fuck. So... I go in there, they they knock me out because you can't be up for the, all that stuff. They knock me out, blah, blah, blah. I finally wake up. I wake up in a room, of course. I have every, all these stuff on me. And um, now I'm like, what is going on? Like, this is bugging out. Yeah. I see my family here. I don't see them in the right stages. They don't look right. So the doctor walks in finally and was like, okay, you're up finally, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, okay, I'm going to explain to you what I explained to your family. Right now, you're going through in a stage of your bone marrow has is not functioning. So I'm like, 
at that moment, I'm like, what the hell is a bone marrow? Because I didn't even know what a, what a bone marrow was. Mm. So, ladies and gentlemen, if, you, if you're really listening, let me tell you something. There are three important things in your body. Your heart, your brain, and there's something called bone marrow. Mm-hmm. The bone marrow produces your blood cells mm. from your white to your reds to everything. From your, um, from everything. And um, so they were telling me that my bone marrow is not working. I have a disease called a, a, aplastic anemia. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And it was like, what was the thing with the bone marrow? So, Mr. Ortega, which is my, that's my last name, they was like, Mr. Ortega, uh, if we don't find a donor, you won't be here too for, long. for bone marrow. For your bone marrow. Shit. So, we already got the word of like, oh my God, like what the fuck just happened? Meaning, I have to find this donor quick because if I don't, my life will end. So now we're going through the stage. Oh, it, it was just so much. Like, I'm in a bed and I'm still going, I'm still running. Like, it's everything is just processing into my brain. My family's trying to go into it and everything else. Are you still working at this time, too? I was still working, right? No, no, no. That's it. That's Work it. is done. You said, fuck that. No, that's it. Work is done. Call, you're still getting calls. Right, right. Well, of course. Yeah. But now I'm in the hospital, so... Um. So now you know we're we're here and um we're trying to figure out what what we're gonna do and everything else. So um my doctors was like, all right, we need to do a biopsy. They did the biopsy. They did this and this. MRIs and all that shit. And they every work With of the test. closed MRI. Everything. Yeah, how is the, I heard that shit is ridiculously Listen, crazy. Let me tell you something. If you're claustrophobic. It's it's not great. You claustrophobic? I'm super claustrophobic. They had to knock me out. How long you in that bitch for, man? It was for like an hour. So you didn't even remember? No, I told them. Like, I can't do it. I told them to knock. You me like? Out. Can I do a standing one? You, they don't. You have to be laying there. And, and that's the whole. That's like the whole body, right? The yes. whole body. Yeah. It's like it's, it's like it's like you it's like you're yeah. in a casket. And that, that shit is like like two. Before. It's like two steps from your. Yep. It's like half an inch from your yes. face, right? Yep. Right. Half an inch. Fuck. And it's like how long you got to be in there? Like an hour. Fuck no! I, I did. I did one for my uh, my knee. It's uh, like so. Your hour. whole body was in there. Yeah, they put me in there, but it was short. It was a short amount of time. Right, right. No, for me it was almost an hour. God yeah. damn! It was almost that I had to tell and him. That to, shit is like loud too, right? Yes, it's loud. Bong, 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 and, and it's like a red light comes on. Oh fuck no! It was just crazy. I gotta smoke. I gotta smoke a bag for that shit. Yes, what? Smoke a bag, me a super bag. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's what got me into smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> but, so so we did every test and everything. Um, so I was in a Brooklyn hospital. Shout out to New York Methodist Hospital. Um, I was there for two weeks. Mm. Thank God that the doctor that was handling my situation, she there was something else that she couldn't pinpoint. Right. So she made the right move on researching and called one of her colleagues at Sloan Kettering. Mm. And made a call, told the person what was going on, and immediately I got transferred from New York Methodist from Brooklyn to New York Presbyterian Columbia Mm -hmm. uptown, which is the number one hospital in America, number three in the world. Mm -hmm. Only celebrities I heard goes there and everything. So So you're there with no fucking insurance? Still no insurance. And I'm sure that these, 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 these... These medical bills are running through your head. They're, everything is running through my yeah. head. 
Thank God for the man who's right here next to me. Now I'm gonna tell you what. Now this is now this is what's great about this industry in this world. Um, we all was in the in the room in the hospital room, and the number one thing I kept telling everybody was, "Listen, how the hell am I gonna pay for this? I I, I don't have insurance. I don't have insurance. I don't know what I'm gonna do." I, I I'm actually I'm in my mind I'm like listen I'm just gonna die because yeah, I can't pull the cord let me go home yeah let me just go home and and enjoy my last ride this out my last days and ride it out because so you had given up in a sense I was already given up yeah, yes yeah. I was so this man right here bless was like listen it's worth a shot let's do a GoFund and just tell the people what's going on right right. How'd you feel about that? Because in, pers- in the beginning, I was just like, nah, this is a little too personal. I don't think we should do this. I don't want to let the world know what's going on. I don't think my fa- my family wasn't happy about it. Right. He, he there was problems. There was a little problems between him and my family because of that situation. But it, it, I was just like, I didn't do it because of the money. I really did it because I was like, you know what? People, I think people should know. You know, I bless. You know what? What do you want to do? He was like, listen, let the world know what's going on, what's, why you're in the hospital, and, and let them know that if you don't get this 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 donor, you could possibly pass away. You could die. And we don't have the money for it. So we did a GoFundMe. What, what was the goal? The goal, right? The goal, honestly, we, we, we put 5000 or we put ten. We said, listen, let's put 10000 Let's see maybe in my brain and then in front of my family and him, I was like, listen, I'll be happy if I get $3,000 or two. Which is a drop in the bucket for all, for already for all the medical right. costs that you already incurred. But now here's the best part. As soon as we put it up and told the industry and the world what I was going through, Less than 48 hours, correct? Less than 48 hours, I got almost $21,000. Who were some of the names? Oh, wow. That, that the internets might know about. Or oh, that the internets might know about? All right, let's go. Um, we could say from, of course, we could say from Fat Joe, mm. Fabulous, Envy, mm. the whole two radio stations right. in New York. Uh, Johnny Marines, who used to manage, who still manages, um, what's his name, the Spanish guy, um, uh, uh, Romero Santos. Uh, wow, Buster. Uh, everybody. Yeah. Right? So you got oh, this twenty one thousand. Twenty one thousand less and, than forty eight right. hours, and it's going up still. Still going up. Right. And we couldn't believe it. So what? Did, how far did it go up to, man? It went up to thirty. Thirty thousand. Twenty online. It went up to thirty. Right. In less than two, three days, we got thirty thousand. Which is still, I mean, it's amazing, but it's still nothing. It's still nothing compared. But it took care of what we needed to take care. Right. Which was the urgency the, of the, the urgency of of testing my my family for 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 a donor, 
um, and some of the other medical bills that was already popping up. Yeah. So it, uh, that money was gone. Right, it's gone. I'm, I'm, I'm letting the whole world know that once we got that money, that money's gone. But we raised thirty thousand right. dollars, which we couldn't believe. Right. Like we was like, what? Like it was just going up and up and up. And um, finally, when I got to New York Presbyterian Hospital, um, we ran the same tests again. We did everything again. Now we're with some new doctors, and now here comes the here comes the bat and the part. The good thing was it wasn't a aplastic anemia, so my life wasn't really at risk at that moment. But the worst part is that we got to find out that it was cancer. Mm. What kind of cancer? It's um, leukemia. Leukemia. So I have a... a, a cancer of the blood. A cancer of the blood. Right. So let me let everybody know I have LGL leukemia, which is cancer to the blood, which is actually killing my bone marrow. So I could, to this day, is going to be almost three years. I can still remember how when the doctor sat down and sat, and I was in the hospital, I was already in my bed, and my only one that was in the room was my mother. And I can still remember the doctor telling us, Mr. Ortega, you know, you don't, you don't have aplastic anemia, which we're happy about, but you have some type of lymphoma, such and such, you have leukemia, which is cancer to the blood. I already knew it was cancer because when I got to New York Presbyterian and it was rolling me into my room, it was a weird floor because the floor said cancer. Oh. <laughs> it said something cancer, and I'm like, why am I in a cancer floor? Let me tell you, it was not, I think that was probably the worst moment ever in my life. What does that do to want somebody psychologically? I wanted to go crazy. Like, what do you mean? It was like a death sentence. Mm. I seen people go and die from it. And you was in, and you was in, a, you was in a cancer ward now. So you seen other people. I seen other. And people. I would imagine that the cancer ward. It's just a, an environment of death and despair I could, I could, and lost dreams and let hope. Me, let me tell you something. I was in that for four months, almost four months. And I could sit here and tell you how many people I met and gone the next day. How was the food, floor. though? Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> food was horrible. Damn, what's life if you if you got cancer and you got bad food? It was horrible. What did you crave, man? What did you want to eat? <laughs> almost everything. And they wouldn't let you eat that shit. No, they they your, your people's wouldn't sneak you in like some. Ice well, cream? they would sneak me in some sometimes. Like what? Like what? Oh, I would get like Wendy's. I get Wendy's, or you know, you know, like you know, uh, Chipotle was like around the corner <laughs> and all that stuff. But let me just tell you that moment when they told me I had it. I could still see my mom's breaking down. Never in my life have I ever saw my mother break down and just wanted to die herself. So I remember telling my mother, listen, we're going to win this. Where's that coming from? Is this bullshit? 
What? When you're saying this to your mom, this is bullshit. At the time. Well, at that moment, it wasn't bullshit because I was trying to calm her down. Right. It was bullshit to me. Right. But it wasn't me trying. It was re- me really trying to calm her down. So I told them, I need to be alone. Just give me a couple of hours alone. So there was a room in the back. There's a, a, a like a private room in that floor. And they allowed me to go by myself in there because I just wanted to be alone. And I remember going in the room and I locked the door. And I and I warned the nurse too. I warned the nurse, listen, if you hear something, I don't want you to think I'm breaking anything or I'm just just let me let me go. Let me just do what I gotta do. I promise you I'm not doing nothing reckless. I'm not gonna jump out the window. No, no. Had that, that crossed your mind, though? Had suicide crossed your mind? Everything crossed my right. mind. If I had a gun next to me, I ain't going to lie, I would, would probably put the gun in my mouth. Yeah. Like, that's how it was. Right. But, of course, I didn't have none of that next to me. So you get locked in the, you lock yourself in I lock room. myself in a room, and I start yelling. I start screaming. I start punching the walls. I, st- I go on my knees. And I cried my ass off. And I, all I kept saying was, why God? Why me? I'll be honest with you. I even was telling, I was even cursing at God. Fuck you. Why you do this to me? You know, why? I have three children. I have a family and... Why? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you giving me this death sentence? And I was in there for five hours. That security came up, and they told security, leave me, let me be, because that's what I ordered. And I promised them that I wasn't going to do nothing stupid to myself. So I just cried, and my mother is in the room, and I told my mother, don't. I told everybody, don't. I even told him. I told a lot of people, don't come. Just leave me alone. And I did everything. I cried. I yelled. I screamed. I cursed everybody out. I, I did everything. I, I, I punched my... I was even punching myself in the face. I was doing... I was just... I was just killing myself. You wasn't, wasn't, wasn't giving yourself full blows on there. No. No. <laughs> it would have been a whole different story. Coming out with but your teeth. But after I... Shit. Yes. Who did that? Me? You know, myself. Yeah. But after I did that, I promise one thing, that that will be the last time. I'm not going to cry no more. I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to curse God out anymore. I promise myself that after that moment, when I left that room, it's all going to be about being positive, and I'm going to live my life to the fullest until I beat this. And if the cancer beats me, at least I went out as a warrior. And that's what I have done to now. So, once again, man, um, how are you paying for this? How how'd you, how'd you, how'd, you know, because now, so, now, so, now you... So now the, 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 the 30000 is gone. Well, well half of that 30000 well, some, what was it, I don't forget, a percentage of that 30000 actually went to taxes. Right. Damn. Which we, we didn't believe that was going to happen. Which was fucked up. Yeah. Some of that went, a lot, well, almost a lot of it went to taxes. And then the rest went to medical bills. Now, here's the best part that 
shout out to this guy. His name is Vincent Vaca. It's a good a name. Good, a good, a good, a good name. A great friend of mine came and got me insurance. Signed you up. Signed me up. Put his one hundred percent into it. And got me insurance. Was but this was this Obama? Like this is the ACA? now. Now here's the thing. He works for a a a a a, a healthcare. I'm not gonna say a name, um, but he works for a healthcare. And at that moment, that's when the Obamacare kicked in. Kicked in, which I was so happy about because, ladies and let, let me existing conditions and all of that. Right. Let me. They let, they, they they relax. The restriction with regard right. to pre-existing conditions, right? Which is what you had when you signed up for insurance. Correct. So he he so Vince Vin Vincent went out and did his, all his possibilities because he works for this insurance, and he merged them with Medicaid and the Obamacare, and it became one for me. And I ended up getting chosen, and I ended up getting it, and it ended up saving my life. Mm-hmm. It took over my bills. It took over everything else, and to this day, I have it. And I, on the air, if you know, I know he's going to be. I want to thank Vincent Vaga for for this because without him, I don't think this would have ever continued. Because I ain't, ain't going to raise another thirty thousand. You know, it was a one shot deal. Yeah. But he actually saved my life, giving me this insurance and Obamacare. Now, this is the thing: what I want to let people know, what people are not educated about. Obamacare, okay, was strictly for the people who I think couldn't get insurance. Who also Obamacare is not just is not just a a, a a a Medicaid or whatever. It actually merges with other health insurances. <coughs> Excuse me, <coughs> like um, Affinity or 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 you know um, all these other insurances. They become one. They become a Voltron. Mm. And if one can't handle it, one can't take care of it, the other will. The other carrier. other carrier will, and and it helps you out. Now, let me forward it to now. Um, You know, I'm actually still fighting. Mm. How how painful was the bone marrow, man? How painful? Oh, my God. What do they fucking have to do? I don't even want to wish that to my. What do they enemy. do? They, they, well, actually, they, they, they. You, first of all, you don't go to sleep. They don't put you to sleep. Fuck, you can't order like give me, knock me the fuck out. No, you can't. You so can't. You, so you feel all that. You feel everything. What do they do? They um go. Uh, first of all, the the, the, the uh, what they do is wait, wait, wait. Who donated the marrow? What the marrow? Who, who, who? Well, I didn't go through that stage yet. Okay. Um, I'm telling you about the biopsy the, right. for the bone marrow. We, they, you know, you go you. You stay awake, and they go into your bo- into ah! your back, ah! and they put a Spinal? tube, and, yeah, into your spine, and they collect the juice. They put this tube into. And they, it. Are you strapped down there? You're strapped down. Did they give you a towel to bite? Yeah, they, in the, in the, <laughs> I, almost, I almost broke my mother's arm. Right, I think I almost broke my mother's so, arm the first time. Hold up. They don't. They don't numb the. They area. don't ask. They numb the area. They numb oh, everything, yeah, but you yeah, still yeah. feel the pressure. You still feel everything. Um, the bone marrow transplant is basically. Um, it's a new era now. Back then, they used to do the same way I was telling you now, but now is actually transmitted. The sucky part about a bone marrow transplant is that you have to get sucked out. 
They gotta suck all the they dead gotta, everything, marrow and everything else. Everything they gotta suck everything you out sound of like you. Wolverine, baby. <laughs> yes, they gotta suck everything out of you, and then your donor gets placed in you. Mm-hmm. But you have to be cleaned out. Put it like this: you almost dead, right? That's what they said. You're almost dead until they put that in you. You're almost dead. So is this the process that you're going through, or you also having to go through no. chemo? Well, I went through chemo. Um, uh, I I did uh, uh I did almost ten sessions of chemo. Fuck, how was that, man? Horrible. Throwing up. Everything. Like 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 this one chick told me she you know she's a survivor. Yes. And um. Now who, now who you think? Uh, some other chick. And she was telling me that, and she's a bugged out chick, and she was telling me that chemo was, a, she's a druggie or a former druggie. And she was saying that chemo was the best high she ever got. And I never heard that from nobody. So I don't know if she's just <laughs> fucking crazy. You know? I need to know what chemo they gave her. Yo, but, because... but there's nothing, there's no upside to chemo. No, there's no. I mean, you can't fucking walk. You chemo is like chemo is like being is like chemo is like having the flu ten times worse. Ten, like you feel like ten niggas beat you up. Like yes, like you're sore, like sore, sensitive. I felt I felt like I felt like they took my bones and they were somebody took took my body and they were just crushing my body. My bones was getting crushed. So while you're going through this, right? This this is a fascinating thing, Lou. While you're going through this, right? Mm-hmm. What's going on with your career? It's on pause. It's on pause. Super pause. Right. Nothing. Right. For how long? Almost six months. Six months. More, right? Right. Like nine months. It was on pause. And, and do you feel like fuck it, I'm done? No. Okay. At that moment, I didn't say I was done. At that moment, I was. My plan was, I'm going to get this shit done, and I'm coming back bigger and better than ever. That was my plan. I, right. wasn't, I wasn't thinking about death. What? You weren't thinking about death? No. How you switch your, your, your focus? That's to- the thing. I promised myself. Right. From that one night that I did everything, I promised myself that I will not think of death. I will not think of death. So after this nine months... What happens with your career? So after my nine months after... Oh, this is chemo. This is them fucking so chemo, taking all the bad fi- shit right, out. Finally, chemo is done and everything. And, and you know, I, I've been home already for a little bit because I got, they got, you know, I got to go home and everything. And, you know, it's weird. In this entertainment game, I would imagine when you have an elf health issue, you don't want to put it out there because you don't want people to stop fucking with you. Right. So now, so right. So, but this is what I was doing before I came back. So before I came back... Now, here's what made Pretty Lou even bigger. And I didn't do it for my career. I'm, right. I'm being straight up and honest. I, I didn't do it. it for my career. I did it because I felt like it helped me out. It was, it was my, um, how can you say? Um, it was it's my, like a spiritual journey, right? Right, right. It was also my, my way to, to my, it was my therapy. It was my therapy. So I let the, everybody know what was going on, and I finally went public and told everybody I had cancer. So what I started doing, I was like, okay, so now I, now since I let everybody know it was public, first of all, my family 
was very upset about of course, that. Of course, of course, of course. Every, of like, course. Why did you do that? Of course. This is between us. This is a family. This is private. Thing. This is private. Why are you going to go out in, on social media and tell the whole world and this and that? So what I started doing is I started letting everybody know what was going on. And every step that, from me waking up. Documenting from, it on, on Instagram. Everything. Snap. Snap. No, Snap not wasn't really that Proper hot right. okay. yet. But um on IG. On IG I started documenting everything. Like everything. Like from me waking up, from me looking out the window, from me getting the first chemo treatment, from me throwing up, from me I recorded I let everybody know my daily basis in the hospital. Everybody. And my numbers, my, my followers, my support system exploded. Exploded. People started reaching out to you. I'm I'm also a survivor or going through this or people was reach I, I had I had people from people beating it. I had from people family members losing a family member and seeing what I was going through. I even had I even I even had people who was going through cancer. And actually, through the moments of me, you know, fighting, they passed away. I even had that. Like, I I used to be in contact with a couple of people that was fighting it, and they, they didn't make it. They lost the battle. They lost the battle. You know, but my support, my the followers, and it wasn't just New York; it was everywhere. I had followers from. I had people hitting me up from San Diego, from Chicago, Miami. Overseas, mm. from Vietnam mm. to to Australia, I had everybody hitting me up, asking me questions, telling me I'm a warrior. That for, I I even had people hitting me up, telling me, "Listen, I couldn't get out of my bed, but when I saw your post, it made me say, you know what? I need to live life. I'm getting out of this bed.'" And it was great. Because you know what? Those people and the people that was following me on, on my social media, those are the people that actually gave me more life. I can imagine because you get that's how it works. When you give somebody love and light, it made you me, get it back twice. Right. It made me even more proud that I'm fighting cancer. Right. What did your girl think during, throughout the whole process? Salute to her. So, yes, salute to her. She's still with me since day one. She say sorry for thinking those were hickeys? Oh, <laughs> yes, finally. <laughs> Thank God. She, she in the beginning, it was rough for everybody, yeah. especially her and my mom. It was, it was rough for everybody because, you know, at the end of the day, you're just in your mind like, damn, we're about to lose somebody. And, you know, I'm about to lose, lose a loved one. You know what it is that you're with somebody and you're, <laughs> they tell you, She's about to die. And you're like, what? So it's harder for them in a sense. Right. Right, right. But I also made it easier for them as well. Because I also told them, listen, everybody in my family. No sympathy, none of this pity I don't shit. want no, right. I no, said, listen, I don't no want no, party. I don't want none of that. We're going to live our life. We're going to have fun. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to wake up every morning and we're going to treat each other like nothing is going on. Or this is regular. We're going to act like this is regular. We're going to act like this is regular. Right. 
So I got the chance to hang out with you last summer, man. Thank you. Like I was, I wanted to see what your life was about, man. We went to two clubs, man, and that shit was right. fun. And you told me, man, that in a strange way, this took your career to a different level. Talk about that, man. It opened up more eyes. Okay, to who you were, towards my career, right? Because not just not 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 just that it opened up. Because of what I'm going through, it just opened up to saying, yo, man, this guy is going through some shit. And he could still come to this club and rock out. What was the first club you went to? Like, what was the first? I, as soon as I came back, I did um, Taj, Club okay. Taj. I'll never forget it in, in New York. How'd yeah. you feel? Great. How? I wasn't 100%, but I felt great. Right. I felt great. It, it, because I, it, I went back to what I love. And it gave you more life. And it gave me more life. Right. And you know, and I'll be honest with you, I, you know, one thing, I, one thing I do want to talk about real quick is that um, a lot of people, a lot of people used to come up to me and be like, yo, Lou, man, you're just doing too much. Yo, Lou, why don't you calm down? Lou, you How many to... events do you do a week, man? Oh, my God. It all depends. I could have like 15 clubs in one week. Shit. And then, and then and then going back to chemo or going back to the treatment. And I go straight to treatment. Right. Like tonight, like right now. I'll be honest with you, right now we're doing this recording. We're doing this podcast. After this, I'm going to do two clubs. And then after my two clubs, I will be in the hospital tomorrow at 730 in the morning. What are your doctors saying? Getting, he can't stop me. Right. Are they, are they see? Are they seeing a vast? They know. They, I tell them the truth. But, but are I don't they seeing a vast anything. improvement? Yes, because they see that they. For, I'm a, listen. I'm gonna tell you something right now. What people need to understand is that okay, cancer is a disease. It is, but I've seen people once they say you have cancer, and then maybe like, oh my God, it's a death sentence. They dwell on it. They lose weight. They lose focus, and they die. And they lose connection with the shit that they love right. the most. They lose everything. Right. They don't live their life no more. Right. They want to pity themselves. They want to stay in their room. And that's it. I think I, I cancer doesn't kill you. I think you kill yourself. You kill yourself. Mm. I'm being honest. And that's what I'm not going to do. I'm not I, and I promise myself that I'm not letting this disease take over my life at all. Period. I'm going to go and I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. I'm going to continue doing what I love because this is what makes, what survives me. And that when people tell me, Lou, you're doing too much. Lou, you, you need some rest. Lou, you, what are you, why are you doing this? Lou, this, this, that. And then you know what I tell people? If I, and I'm being honest, if I stop what I'm doing, I will die. Mm -hmm. Um, We got Fat Joe on the Combat Jack show a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he, he sung your praises love like, like like crazy. I love that. What's man. your relationship with Fat Joe? I mean, you and you got you get this cameo in the all the way up video. You know, you you he's mentioning you all over the place. He said you were the next DJ Khaled. I can't to this day. I still can't believe he says that. Like, what's your relationship with Joe, man? Like, did you break that record or I broke all the way up? Right, I broke it. Yeah, that's a, in the clubs. Yes, that's a big record. I took that I took that record and made it what it is in New York and everywhere else. Yeah. Because I got on my grind on that record. Joe gave me a job and I did it. And he asked I, you to break that record. He 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 literally he kidnapped me. 
he actually kidnapped. Put it like this. I heard his album a year ago. Mm-hmm. The album that's about to come out in two weeks. How is it? Plato and Plo. Oh, my God. Not because it's Fat Joe. It's phenomenal. Him right. and Remy. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I really, just like how Flex, a shot to Flex, just like Flex says, New York is back. Mm-hmm. New York is definitely back. New York is, yeah. the, and this album definitely back. He 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 kidnapped me. He brought me into the studio, and how far back do you go with Joe? It's too back. Oh my God! Lean back, back. Okay, lean back, back. So when he finds out about this, what does he do? He comes to the hospital a lot, right? Yes. Um, me and Joe, we know each other for so many years, but we got so so we got tight these last two years because um, he saw. This is what, I'm going to tell you what he told me. He saw something that he thought he would never see again. He saw a light with me. He said that he saw a, some, a human being going what he's going through, but still aiming for his dream and, and is still hungry. And he said not too many people are out there like that. Mm-hmm. Even even a normal healthy person, it, they, there's you know a lot of people don't do it for the love anymore. A lot of people do it for the fame and the yeah, money. And right. I do it because I love it, and you know it. I love this. I love this. I could be broke. Aiken could tell you. But you ain't broke now, though, right? Well, well I mean, I'm you're, I'm good. You're good right now. I is this the best you've been? I, this is the best I've been. Financially, wow, financially, that's yes. amazing, man. Yes, financially, that's, that's amazing. It, it, put it like this: if I, it, I, I'm back in Park Slope. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, you know he announced the um, what was so ill? He announced the uh, the remix record with Jay at Yankee at the, Stadium. At Yankee Stadium. That was crazy. I was like, "What am I watching?" You're doing big. You doing big stages right now, B? What's the biggest stage you've done, man? Barclay. Barclay. I'm gonna tell you why. It's not. A, it's not. It, I did bigger stages. Mm-hmm. I have done from MetLife to Prudential. Everything I've done, and like I said, I love Joe. Joe, Fat Joe, I love you. I'll say it right now. But the biggest stage is is the Barclay, and the only reason why I feel that like that was the biggest stage in my life is because it's in my neighborhood. Mm, that's crazy. <laughs> It's my home That's town. That's crazy. Where I was born and raised before right. it was the Barclay. It was a train. It was it was nothing. Right. <laughs> yo, 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 Lou, man, you've been in this game for how over twenty years? Way over twenty years. Twenty six right? years. Twenty six years. But now the caliber of people that you're rubbing shoulders with, man. You know what I'm saying? The Jays and the You know, know You know what was a great part of my career besides Fat Joe? Right. You know, and I and I see Joe as my big Big brother, like right. my father figure right. in this industry and, and personal wise and everything. But I think my one of my second best was to have Jay Z put his arm around you. What's he say to you, man? Have Jay Z put his arm around you and say, "I heard you run New York. Mm. Keep it going." I was like, is, this is this is Jay Z, yeah, Brooklyn, yeah. This, this, is, king, this is the king of New York. This is the king of hip hop. This is man. like, like, 
I broke the internet with that picture. Yes, I remember that. With the picture with me and Jay and, and Joe. Right. And and it was that day, and it was just a phenomenal feeling. Phenomenal. Like, who I would never, like, I, would, I didn't even want to wash my shoulder. <laughs> you know <laughs> you what I'm saying? Like brush I, the dirt off your shoulder? It, it was just a great feeling right. to have whole standing next to you, putting his arm around you and saying, you are the guy who's running New York right now. And I was like, oh. You have a relationship with Rock Nation? I have a, a little bit of something. Okay. And shout out to Sean Beckhaus. Me and Sean Beckhaus were great. Um, um, a couple of people up there. You know, really, really with Sean, with, with Beckhaus. Right. Because I, I know Beckhaus for years. Yeah. And all that stuff. But I have a pretty good relationship with Rodney. And you're working on some musical projects too. Yes. Yes. I'm finally um gonna start. I'm actually gonna start my album. My album. I have a little uh, we have a little deal, you know. A little deal with Empire? With, with, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a little deal with Empire and um There you go. And um <laughs> We're actually already rounding up some 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 stuff, some stuff, and you know you already know the dawn is gonna you know. I, actually, I would never have thought I have so many people in the lineup. Who's can you name some names or you can't? I mean, I, I know Joe's gonna be on there. Hove, you got Hove on the album. I ain't gonna say nothing. What? It, it, we the best. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen, Khaled got we the best and major key. You, you, what's 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 your slogan, B? I, have a, I don't have a slogan yet, but you, 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 you got to work, work on that. We got to work on that. We're gonna work on it. We're definitely gonna work on it. But I, one thing is that I'm not rushing it. Right. I'm definitely not rushing it because I don't want to rush something and then mess it up. Yeah. This is actually the first time. I, and because in the beginning, I, I didn't want to do this. Right. In the beginning, I just saw myself as a radio personality, uh, as a disc jockey, and uh, as a, 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 a MC, a host. And I and I just thought that that was in my lane, but you know, of course, you know, my peers, my man, you know, my my friends, you know, especially this man, right, was always like pushing and like, listen, man, I think you should start producing. Mm. I think you should start making records, mm. like because we need to get to another level. And I and I and I, yo, I said no to that for a year, mm -hmm. a year. I said no, I can't do that. It's not me. But now, it's finally clicking. So what happened was one day I sat down and I was listening to some music and some, some beats and, and and I'm just like and you start putting putting some names with the beats that you're hearing. Yes. Yes. I started putting. I know some, you can't name no names, but just, just just all you gotta do you don't even have to tell the instance. Just give me a. Is Fab gonna be on there? Is it working? Yes. yes. I'm from Brooklyn. Yes. I'm from Brooklyn. Yes. It's only right that I have to get some Brooklyn. Exactly. No, not even like maybe sixty-five, seventy percent has yes. to be Brooklyn. Yeah, I want to hear that, B. You know, I want to hear that. When 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 can we expect that, man? We can expect that by what, like the first single. Hopefully, hopefully, first single by by the spring summer. Yeah, man, you got you got to get us on that on that La Marina machine. You got to get your shit playing on La Marina and all that shit, man. Oh no, it's gonna believe me. If 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 I was a one man gang on one on all the way up, so imagine mine. Mm. That's crazy. Imagine mine. That's crazy. Listen, um, run out of time, but what do you think about all of this talk right now with this new administration and gutting Obamacare? 
And this okay. fucking clown. I, you know what's, you know what's funny? I wanted to talk. We had a conversation about this off, off on the phone. A couple of weeks off ago. Off a couple of weeks ago. And, and I want to thank you for opening up my mind a little bit because you know what? I want to, I want to say something personal. Yeah. I want to, I want to talk about something personal that's going on with me right now. This guy's a real faggot. I'm going to keep it real. I don't care who says it. They could quote me. He's a real fag. He's a, he's a, he, he, he's definitely Hitler to me. I'm beginning to hate Mr. Trump so much that I, I, you know, it's like, oh, I never hated a man before. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you what. And we don't even know him. Personally. And we don't even know him. That's the worst part. Let me tell you something. Just last, just over a week ago, I was good. I have my health insurance. Everything is going great. No problems. This man, how, how, how much roughly are your medical expenses <laughs> up until this point? Roughly, give us a figure. Roughly, yeah. Every put it like this: every week with medical, with, with the with, with my visits and and my medications and everything, and my and everything that's going. Fifty thousand a week. A week, okay. And this is now going on three years. That's yep. Yeah. This man is in office. How long already? Not even, you know. Not even what? Not even twelve days. Not even thirty like, days. Not, not even, even. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I started getting letters already. All right. Now this is this is what's breaking my heart right now. I'm already getting letters about. How my um, insurance is done. Yep. I'm already getting letters. I'm already getting letters on how my 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 um my medication will be will stop coming to my home. As of when? As of March first. This man signed something. A couple of days ago with Obamacare. Once he signed that, I don't know what triggered triggered, but it triggered to my insurance. Never got these letters ever. And there was no limit to your insurance, right? No. There was no time limit, right? right? Uh, every year you gotta renew. Yeah. Which I do every year. Right, right. And now I'm getting letters stating that. First of all, one of my one of my, like I remember, like I said before, your you covers got, is like Voltron. Is like right? It's you got, you have Medicaid yeah. and you have the you know, well, one of them is dropping after March first, right? Which is the most important one. So now, starting next week, starting sometime Monday, now I have to go back to fight again for my coverage, and I'm letting everybody know out there right now. I am a pure example because I'm going to keep it real with you. Whatever happens and if I don't get, if my, if my insurance really does cut off in March, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't, without me getting treatment, I won't survive. And this was definitely triggered by this administration. Yes. And, and I asked, because I asked questions. I ask questions, and it's, yeah, you know. I'm also getting, like, the state of New York is saying, oh, you know, we're transferring stuff and everything else. 
But how is it that you're transferring stuff, but I'm getting letters saying that your medical coverage will not be effective as of March, such and such and such? I don't understand. How much longer do you have to go through with treatment? Until until this is done. Until and it's, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a marathon. It's a marathon. So, so your doctors haven't given you like a firm... The now what I'm now here's the more upsetting part is that now, I I got a I got a all right I, I didn't mention this and I'm gonna mention it quick because I know we're running out of time I got a special treatment on in September mm-hmm. a, a new drug and I got qualified for it and I did it in September it's almost like chemotherapy but which is not it, it, it's in it, pill form it, 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 no it was a intravenous, intravenous right. it, and, uh, you know I was in the hospital for another month again last year in September for that treatment. But it takes almost about six to seven months for it to start working. I'm getting good news now. Now, because the drug is actually working. Now the drug is working. My, I'm holding off with blood, my blood cells. Like, I'm getting less transfusions now. You know, I'm getting less transfusions. Um, my medication went down. I went from going, I used to take 18 pills a, twice a day. That's 36 pills. 36 pills a day. Fuck. I am now down to six. Six a day. Six, a, six yeah, 12 so a day. 12 a day, yeah. 12 a day. All right? Everything now is going great. So we're predicting, me and my my, my doctors and everything, we're predicting that hopefully by March, April, right. maybe April, right. I will go into remission. But then this happens. So you're telling me that I'm almost beating this fight. I'm almost winning this battle, this war. And you're going to take my weapons away from me now. So you're telling me that I'm finally going to get. You see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. I'm finally going to get to the king in my chess game. And I'm going to finally put the king down. And I got my and I got my weapon. And you just take it away from me. That's how I feel right now. So then what happens when I do get cut off? I'm going to be honest with you. Not all the money in the world that I'm making right now is not going to pay for what I right, need. Right, right. And this man's going to now come into office and do this? Talk all that shit. Not just to me, but I don't know how many of millions of people that's millions out there right out there. now. Millions. And you're going to come and you're going to do this now? You know? Shame on him. I'll be honest with you. He to me, he's I'm 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 listening, man. I don't care what people think if they listening to this right now. He's the devil to yeah, me. Of course he is. The devil. The devil. Like this man right now, I have no yo, I'll be honest with you, I don't care if I'm sitting right here and I'm looking out the window and I see the sniper ready to trigger on him. And I'm the only one that could save his life. I'll be the first one to be like, don't miss. <laughs> and this is personal. Yeah. I'm telling, well, I'm telling you, you fought, guys. You fought so long. I fought so. so long for you to take it away from me now. So you're trying to tell me that, God forbid, let's knock on wood or whatever it is, that in a couple months if Pretty Lou passes away, it's because... Of that man? Mm. He lost his battle. Not because he lost his battle from himself. He lost his battle because you took his weapons away. 
because what you think what you're doing is right, because you think Obama can. Listen, I support Obama. You know what? Shouts to Obama. I wish he was still president. I wish he didn't have to leave office because what he did, a lot of people, I don't know about what people think about Obamacare, but I, I, I'm, I'm being honest. Obamacare saved my fucking life. Yes. Obamacare saved my goddamn life. And it's still saving my life until they finally cut it off on me. And I'm praying that they don't. So you know what? I'm happy that everybody's getting together about it. Uh, you know what? What I'm just so happy what people are doing, getting together, doing all all, all this stuff, because sooner or later, demonstrate marches and boycotts, right, and everything. Sooner or later, this man is gonna see it, and he's gonna be like, "Why America hates me?" You know, yeah. And it's either gonna be how to get, you know, he either ship up, shape up, I or I hope I, I, he does. I, 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 I don't think he's capable of shaping right. that. Right. Or you, you know certain people. I'm, I'm praying for the day he really does something wrong so he could get impeached. Yeah. Hopefully. 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 And his second man in charge, he ain't he, so great he either. He ain't so great either. It's going to be a long four years, my dude. A long four years. I can't even believe this shit. A long, I, but what I'm just saying right now is, ladies and gentlemen, I, well, for everybody's fighting for, I salute you and everything. Keep going. But mainly for like myself, health insurance is so important. It's so important. And I hope when they listen to this, and I really hope they they, they really think about it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm almost beating this disease. You're going to beat it, man. You're going to beat it. But I have a man that's out there who is trying to take away my weapons. Who's trying to take and is doing it? Yeah. He's doing it. Come on. I can't sit here and say, yo, I'm gonna fight him and or we're gonna win. No, he's doing it. Right. He's taking my weapons away. Because if I'm getting letters already stating, he's taking my weapons away. And it's sad. It's very sad. Cause once again, you know what's bad? And I'm gonna end it on this one. I got to see the same face on my mother's face that I saw. Almost three years ago. Mm, when she got the notice. You got the notice. And for me to see my mother's face like that again, you're doing something fucked up. So please, you know, keep going. Keep going. Get together. Let's go against Because you know what? He ain't my president. He ain't my president either. I think he's a king's president. He's he's a king's no, president. No, no, no. Yo, Lou, man. Um, man, what do you what do you say to some kid or some man or some woman that when they hear this episode and they were just diagnosed with a deadly disease? What do you say to them? This is what I tell what I tell a lot of people. And if and if you're listening right now and you just found out a family member or or if it's you. And you just found out that you about you have a disease, this disease called cancer. My word of advice is don't take it as a death sentence. Don't take it as a death sentence. Brush it off. I know it's easier said than done, but if I could do it, you could do it. Yes. Brush it off. Be positive. And always say, you know what? 
I'm number one. I wake up every day, pray to the Lord for thanking me for giving me another eye blink, another air to breathe, and enjoy life. See your doctors, take care of what you got to do, eat right, drink water, do everything you're supposed to do, but don't let it get to you. Yes, sir. Don't let it get to you. Don't let it, you know, don't don't be depressed. Don't think that because you can't, you have cancer, you can't play basketball or you can't play tennis. Or you can't hold strip club. <laughs> or you can't hold strip club. <laughs> don't think that disease is going to stop you from doing what you do. No. Right. You could do whatever the fuck you want. You just got to limit your back page activity a little bit. 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 But move. <laughs> you know what I tell everybody? Move forward. Back page died, though. Listen. They died. It never dies. Anyway. <laughs> move forward. Always That's move That's right. Forward. A King is the back king nah, champ. I'm really not. Yo, you just exposed. Nope. Yeah, nope. yeah, man. Be proud nah. of being a champ, man. Wow. I got homies. Back, 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 back page champ. No, I'm not. And, and, and this is my quote. <laughs> yes, sir. For everybody. This is the last thing I'm going to say. This is my quote. I, might, I may have cancer, but cancer don't have me. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. And that's what I tell people. Yes, sir. You may have cancer, but cancer don't have you. <coughs> and it never will. Yes. Last question, Lou. Mm-hmm. Top five MCs. Top five MCs. Top five MCs. Top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. My top five MCs will be, of course, you know, Jay. Mm-hmm. Nas. Mm-hmm. Big, mm. that's three, right? Mm-hmm. Big. I will put pun in there mm. for the simple fact is because I still haven't heard nobody lyrically lyrical. Puns of beast. I'm surprised he's not in more top fives, <coughs> including mine. I'm surprised. I got. I got to figure that shit out. Karis one. Yes. A lot of people always take him out of it. No, nah, he's in mine. And two, and I'll give you two reserves. Rakim. I don't know how they don't put Rakim in this. It's too early, man. You know what I'm saying? A lot of time, a lot of people have forgotten how Rakim took this from a very basic, basic art form, and he put made this into the three dimensions. Basic added color, Technicolor, and surround sound of this shit. Uh-huh. And who's the other one? I gotta put Joe in there. You yeah, you I gotta, gotta put Joe. Joe in there. But I'm keeping it real. I, you know. I can't put them on my top. I mean, because I got to say what I grew up of to. Of course, of course. You know what I'm saying? But those are my top five. Yes, sir. Pretty Lou, man. Thank you, man. Nah, anytime. Keep, keep us posted, man. Of course. Keep nah, us posted. Thank you. We got to bring him in to, 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 to guest host with me, too. Yeah, we got to do a party with this dude. That's, that's, I, do I know, man. I don't want to turn. I, I seen this. I went out with this dude one night. I couldn't hang with this. <laughs> he could. We were. Just, he like, drove me he, home. I was like, listen, oh, he's man. like, where were you he, getting off? I was like, oh. we 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 were the we this, were the this, we this were the, got cancer. And I was like, yep, I was the dead <laughs> one in the car. Like, ah, we were we were in the diner, and he didn't know where to put the freaking cheeseburger. Right <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was just like, yo, I'm. Done. I'm done, B. Like, all the I'm way done. up. I was all, he was all the way up. I was all the way down. Done. <laughs> Yo. But real quick, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. listen, man. Um, I, I just want to give a, co- a couple of shout outs real yes. quick. You know, shout out to Fat Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, Plata and Plomo will be out in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, um, two Grammy nominations. 
which is great because and I'm all and I'm happy about it because I'm involved with yes. it. Yes. So by them winning a Grammy is like I want a Grammy. Their, their Grammy That's is right. yours. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, platinum all the way up when platinum, double platinum. You know, and, and it's just like uh, you know, shouts to them, shout to Joe, shout to um Cali, shout to a lot of people who opened up the door. Shouts to you. Combat, shouts to you, shout to A King. For let me tell you something. Before we end tonight, and I have to say it, nobody really knew about podcasts until you guys got on. I mean, um, I'm not gonna. I, I see no lies. That's valid. I see no lies. That's no, valid. That's super valid. If anybody has something else, tell them to hit me on my Instagram. We'll fight for <laughs> at Pretty Lou Eleven. Fight. We'll I tell them straight up. No, listen. <laughs> nobody knew about podcasts. Listen, shouts to Nori and shouts to them. Shouts to Nori, drink chant. You know, shout. Yes. I understand they do have a great pot, number one, everything. Salute them. Nori's a great friend of mine. I was actually on the drink um, champ show. Shouts to them, but I'm sorry. Mm. Nobody takes that throne from you. Thank you, sir. Nobody. Mm. Thank you. Nobody knew about podcasts until Combat Jack got on. There you go. Nobody, not even me. Yeah, because when I heard about podcasts, I used to be like, nah. "What the fuck are they doing next door?" <laughs> Yo, we used to be next door in the same studio. <laughs> what? I can't play music. Uh... What? I can't do a show. No. <laughs> now I'm gonna keep it real with you. I'm kicking myself <laughs> in the ass. Like, why? <laughs> what did I do? We let this shit go. <laughs> no. Salute you. Thank you, man. You pioneered this podcast. Yes, sir. And if anybody else has something to say, tell them to come and talk to me. And I'll talk to Lou Internets. I let them know. Combat Jack put the platform for for, for, for podcasts. Thank you, man. Mm. Appreciate that. Right. I mean, I got no more to say to that, man, King. Yo, man. More life. (laughs) And shout out to King for more for, life. More life. Shout out to King. I think his his um, clothes could now finally fit. Me. I know. Look at him. Yeah, That's man. what I was saying a couple of weeks ago. He got <laughs> mad at me like, with all his new clothes and shit. Incredible. Yo, yo King, man. Yo, what's, 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 what's great episode, for? man. Yeah. Very inspiring, touching. Yo, man, this is gonna be a little tear jerker for those out there, but this is what we do, man. That's what we need, man. Real talk, man. Like, 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 ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna tell you something right now. Life is important. It doesn't matter if you're a millionaire. It doesn't matter if you're a weakling. It doesn't matter if you're black. If you're white. If you're Chinese. If you're bald. If you got an afro. You know, if you're size nine, size ten, doesn't matter. Life is life. Life is life. Don't take it for granted. Life is life. That's a fact. All right? Because you know what? In a <clears throat> blink of an eye, you could have so much, and then in a blink of an eye, you could be gone. There you go. Internets. You know what it is. Dream those dreams, and then man up, woman up, and live those dreams. Because a life without dreams is black and white. That's right. And the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Life, pretty Lou. Life. Life. Life is important. This episode of the Combat Jack Show is produced by Jonathan Mena, executive produced by A. King, and this is an official Loudspeakers Network production. (laughs) I'm I'm really mad y'all made me do that. I'm so mad right now. (laughs) 
Please don't post that anywhere. <laughs> I'm so mad at y'all. <laughs> bop, bop, bop.